your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this Wednesday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I appreciate every single one of you listening to last night's episode with Nick Zararis coming on about the Rangers. One thing I did miss, though, I accidentally think I said um, that Brian Dumoulin suffered a fractured ankle during this season. I obviously meant um, last season when he, of course, you know, he was just basically out for however many games it was. And he just he's just been hurt for so long. I, I've honestly just lose track of how many injuries he's had. He's not turning into Bo Bennett over here or something like that. No one else is as bad as that. But um, I do apologize um, for mixing that up. Dumoulin was out 15 games this year. Um, with some sort of injury, you know, it's probably not going to be known until the end of the season or, you know, never as long as Mike Sullivan here is here. He's always usually very quiet um, when it regard- comes to injuries. Um, but for today's episode, we're going to talk about the ESPN agreement. It was officially put into place today, you know, what it means for the league. Um, we're also going to uh, preview the game against Buffalo tomorrow night um, with some Jack Eichel news and then some other stuff around the league as well and um, with the team. So first up, you know, let's just get to the ESPN news. So um, ESPN has bought half of the NHL's TV rights deals. I'm um, according to Andrew Marshawn, um, ESPN and ABC will be paying around $2.8 billion for the next seven years for the rights to the A package. So what is the A package? Basically, they're going to have ESPN and ABC, they're going to be 25 um, exclusive regular season games on one of ABC or ESPN for regular season. Um, that's one game a week. I think the NHL season is 25 weeks long anyway in a normal A2 game season. So one game a week, I think Andrew also, or Sean Shapiro said they're eyeing um, Thursday night games uh, on one of those channels. That's, that's a bold strategy considering the NFL um, does Thursday night football from October to December. So if the NHL really wants to get killed in ratings, um, I would suggest they do maybe like a Tuesday night game or something like that. I mean, they obviously can't do Monday. Um, that's Monday night football. Um, Wednesday, I think the NBC is probably going to do something if they have the next um, part of the deal. Um, but Thursday is probably not the greatest idea. Like I said, Tuesday, I mean, hell, maybe you can do it Friday night or something like that. But Thursday night's probably not the best idea. Um, that also means they're going to get half of the playoff games. So half of the first round games will be televised on ABC and ESPN. Half of the second round games will be televised on ABC and ESPN. And they will get four of the Stanley Cup finals on ABC. Um, that is ginormous. That is huge for this sport. Um, it's just going to attract so many more casual fans, I would think. And then for the conference finals, um, they get to pick which conference final uh, they get to broadcast each year, and then NBC will get the other one. So um, the A package is basically um, the best package. So ESPN, they're going to be paying the NHL $400 million per year for the rights. Um, in case anyone wanted to know what the last deal was, I believe NBC was paying them $200 million a year um, when they signed that 10-year deal back in 2011. So um, what an increase this one is. And I am so excited for ABC and ESPN to be getting some hockey back. It's just been too long. That, that, that Those networks never showcase the sport, but I know for a fact that there are a ton of hockey fans up there in Bristol. I mean, there, there's got to be. You're in the Northeast. You're near Bruins country. You know, there are Buffaloes nearby, kind of. I mean, there's some good hockey cities up there. And oh yeah, there's some good college hockey towns as well. So, I mean, this is, this is just ginormous for the sport. There's more marketing, 
more showcasing your best players. That, that's the big thing that ABC and ESPN are going to have to do here. You know, showcase the best games. You know, I thought Nick said it best on the episode last night. You, you, no one wants to see the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings um, play a 12-30 game on Sunday. Or, you know, no one wants to see Los Angeles-Anaheim this year when both teams stink um, and get the 9-30 game on NBC Sports Network. It's just like, I, I know it's a rivalry, but does anyone actually want to see those two really struggling teams play. I mean, I don't think anyone does. No one wants to see Buffalo play with how bad they've been. You know, you, you can't be showcasing these bad teams. People want to see, you know, maybe um, Austin Matthews go up against Connor McDavid. I think that would, that would be awesome to showcase on ABC and ESPN. People want to see Sidney Crosby go up against Alex Ovechkin. People want to see the Flyers play Washington, you know, so on and so forth with actual good rivalries or other good matchups. You know, people want to see Vegas go up against Colorado. I mean, those are these are marquee matchups with marquee stars. And another thing that ESPN is going to have to nail here, we touched on this last night too, I'm going to reiterate it, they have to get their, their panelists, their play-by-pay people, um, all of that correct. Um, I would be a big fan of Gary Thorne coming back. I know some people say, you know, he's a bit outdated, he's a bit old. You know, just, just hearing his voice um, call hockey um, all those years ago, um, it would be so iconic to bring it back. Obviously, you know, my favorite call of his, you know, off the floor, off the boards, Paul Correa, you know, I'll have that etched in my memory for as long as I live. I think he'd be great. I mean, you know Steve Levy loves calling hockey. I think he called on the 2003 series between Colorado and Minnesota um, when the NHL had part of the rights to ESPN. Um, He definitely would want to make a comeback. I'd love to see Linda Cohn in a studio. If they can get Mike Johnson to be their number one color commentator, that would be a slam dunk. If they can somehow pull Ray Ferraro away, I mean, that would be that, that'd be a heist. It's probably no, no chance of happening because of how much money he makes currently for TSN. I think he's still with TSN at this point, um, but he would be a slam dunk to pull away. Um, I'm not really sure what other play-by-play people um, they could bring in. I mean, maybe Gord Miller, um, maybe Chris Cuthbert. He does stuff, I think. He did stuff for NBC, but I don't think he's doing – he hasn't been doing a lot of games this year. I think he got assigned um, to a different sport or something like that, or he got a different job. Um, I'm going to have to double-check that, but um, I have not been seeing him doing a lot of NHL games. He would be a great fit with ESPN. But, you know, the one thing I don't want – I don't want to see Barry Melrose on my TV every night. You know, he he obviously has that long hair, very iconic there. Um, he's been around hockey for so long, but he's just kind of a dinosaur at this point. I want more um, people with opinions that line up with today's game. John Butchergrass, I honestly can't stand him either. I know you know he has that awesome shirt and everything with the Bucky Overtime Challenge, but he's just kind of obnoxious with how he speaks about hockey, so I'd kind of pass on that too. But, I mean, they're obviously going to put John Butchergrass there. I mean, that's just going to happen at this point. Um, but I wish they would go away from those two. Um, Linda Cohn, Steve Levy, Mike Johnson, uh, Gary Thorne. Um, there's so many others I'm sure that ESPN will look at here. But this is a great day um, for hockey. You know, as Badger Bob once said so many years ago, um, the sport is really about to take off. And, you know, I think a lot of people that do not know a lot about hockey are going to flip on the TV to one of ABC and ESPN. And, you know, they're going to start falling in love with the sport, as some of us once did so many years ago. And this split TV package makes the most sense. Sure, you know, ESPN is going to have one game a week during the regular season. But, you know, you couple that with NBC probably getting the other half of the rights. They usually showcase, what, two games a week? I mean, that's potentially three games a week on networks. I mean, hell, for the playoffs, there are going to be games on NBC. There's going to be games on ABC, ESPN. That's great for the week. You don't need all your games on NBC Sports Network or USA Network. You don't need them owned, you know, just by the same company. You know, sharing it with two 
big time companies like the NBA does. They, they do stuff on ABC and they do stuff on TNT. You know, you look at baseball, you know, the playoffs are on TBS, the playoffs are on Fox, and some of the playoff games are on ESPN. You look at football, NBC, CBS, Fox, and ESPN all have a share of their TV deal rights. You know, the NHL finally decided to join the fray, and what better timing it is with so many great players um, playing in the sport. Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Mark Stone, Victor Hedman. Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, so much more. And they're just, I have no doubt that ESPN is going to kill it with this. Um, but there is there is one thing, though, that I do have to share with you all. Um, so there's also going to be 75 exclusive games produced by ESPN that will be on the ESPN Plus and Hulu. So if you have Hulu and you don't have ESPN Plus, um, you can watch those 75 exclusive games on Hulu. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. My girlfriend has Hulu. So every time I'm over there, um, hopefully by then I'm uh, moved in with her, um, I'll just be watching games on Hulu with the, with the Penguins exclusive games there. Um, and um, if the games are being showcased um, on Hulu, that is the only place where you will be able to find them or ESPN Plus if you have that. So you will not be able to watch them on ESPN, regular ESPN, NBC, or I don't even think AT&T Sportsnet if you're not in Pittsburgh. I, I'd have to double check that, but I think that's how um, it is right now. But it also could be the case that you may not be able to watch on an AT&T Sportsnet um, and you have to pay to watch it on Hulu or ESPN+. Plus. It's a bit weird. I, I still don't know the full details of it. It's one of the two. I think it might be um, the latter, though. And then the other thing I do know for sure, the NHL, they're getting rid of the NHL.TV package. And they're going to be showcasing a 1,000 games on ESPN+. Plus. Not the exclusive ones, the ones I just talked about, but just a 1,000 games on ESPN+. Plus. And it's basically the NHL.TV's package. It's just going to be moving over to ESPN. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm not really sure what the pricing is going to be for that. But that's what's going to happen with the NHL.TV's deal. So um, if you're looking for it on NHL.com next year, it is not going to be there. All the, all the games will be moving to ESPN Plus, and you will have to get that subscription. Um, if you get a D, if you, there is a bundle out there, actually, if you get Disney Plus, plus Hulu, plus ESPN Plus, you can get it, I think, all for one price. I did not even know that when I got the other two subscriptions or, you know, one of these subscriptions. I'm subscribed to Disney Plus. Um, I have my girlfriend's Hulu, but I have never been subscribed to ESPN Plus. But I think I'm going to have to change that for this coming season, especially for Penguins games. But I could also keep streaming them like I have been on Sports Search this year. But that is the news that came around the NHL today. Again, this is huge for exposure, huge for marketing, and just huge for the growth of the sport. I'm really curious to see um, who ESPN hires to do the hockey coverage, both in play-by-play -play and the color commentators and um, their studio show, because I think they're going to be doing that um, each day during the week. And also, please, everyone, remember this. Inject Stephen A. Smith talking about hockey and arguing about hockey with Max Kellerman into my veins. It is going to happen now that ESPN and ABC have half of the rights. It is going to be hilarious when it happens, and it will be must-TV when it happens. So we have that to look forward to as well, because I don't think they've ever talked hockey um, on first take for as long as they've been doing that show. So, to recap, ESPN, ABC, get the A package. Um, we're still waiting to see who gets the B package. It's likely going to be NBC. And we'll see if this pushes NBC to have a better product, some hiring some better analysts and some better in-studio in people, as they say. But I'm sure that's going to be finalized within, like, a few weeks or a couple months or something like that. But, okay, before we do get to the next segment, though, 
it is time to talk about Built Bar and Built Bar Madness. So, you know, we've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. It's the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. This is Built Bar Madness. As I just said, today's matchup actually is between the Mocha Love and the Birthday Cake. Um, whoever wins that one will be going on to face the Coconut Bar in the round of 16. I'm not really sure who's going to win this one. This honestly might be one of the closest ones so far. I'd have to go um, with Mocha Love, though, um, if you're asking me. Um, but you can go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order as well. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, Pittsburgh will finally be getting their games against the Buffalo Sabres starting Thursday night in Buffalo, 7 p.m. start time on AT&T Sportsnet. Um, this is, these are trap games, obviously, for the Penguins. Um, I, I've been kind of saying this for a while now. It would not surprise me if the Penguins dropped one of these two games just because they did so well to get through the toughest part of their schedule. And now that's letting up and they have eight games left against the worst team in hockey. Um, I can totally just see them tanking a few of these games just because that's what the Penguins do. Um, Jack Eichel will not be available for these two games. He is out at least a week, according to Ralph Kruger. I still have no idea how Ralph Kruger is even still has his job because of how bad the Sabres have been this year, but the Sabres will not be without their best player. There's no excuses to lose either of these games. If the Penguins win both these games, that'll be five in a row and six out of seven Um since that loss against the Islanders, that ugly 2-0 loss on Long Island. Um, the best player for the Sabres with him out, Eichel, that being, of course, is Taylor Hall. But he has not really done anything this year. I think he only has one even-strength goal. And he has just two goals overall, 16 points in 22 games. He has a lot of assists. Um, but he has just not been the same player this year. I mean, obviously playing in Buffalo stinks. Um, I don't know what he was thinking, though. And going to Buffalo, he's probably going to get traded, I would think, at the deadline. But Kevin Adams could also be an idiot and just keep him for some unknown reason. I mean, you could, they could still get a decent amount of value back. There's teams that would obviously love to have a player like Taylor Hall. But Sam Reinhardt is also playing good. Well, he's been one of their bright spots, I should say. Excuse me, you know, I should not say also playing good. Um, he's probably been their best player this year. 11 goals, 19 points in the 22 games. Um, for his goals at even strength, um, six of those 11 are at 5v5. He has five power play goals, just 25 years old. Honestly, I think he's a prime trade candidate. I think on um, headlines on Saturday night with Elliot Friedman, he said that Buffalo is basically open to doing anything. Eric Stahl is also on the team. He is, I think, a prime trade candidate. He would be, a, I think, a nice um, potential fourth-line center, third-line center candidate for the Penguins if they wanted to go out and get him. I'm not really sure what he would cost. I mean, I've seen people throw out Nathan Legary for him in a pick. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that if the Penguins want to do um, win now, um, but... I'm also not so sure how much he has left in the tank. Mikhail Granlin would obviously be another really nice um, trade candidate to center one of the Penguins lines. And then you can get Jankowski on the lineup, especially when Zucker and McCann come back. You get um, Angelo out of there. You get Jankowski out of there. I mean, even if you have Evan Rodriguez down the fourth line, uh, that's still a pretty nice lineup that the Penguins have going. You know, you can go Gensel, Crosby, Rust, and then... Zucker, Malkin, and Kappen and have the true fourth line of Astronese, Blue Tanev, and then have McCann with Rodriguez and then one of Granlund or Stahl. I mean, now we're cooking with four 
outstanding lines. Then you can have the defense with Dumoulin, Latang, Pedersen, Marino, and Matheson CC, or, you know, Ruido CC with Jari playing the way he is. I think that's a Stanley Cup contender. You know, they just need to make a couple little um, tweaks to their lineup. If they can get, you know, a player like Eric Stahl, he's still a good player. Like I said, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but he's an instant upgrade over whatever the hell the Penguins are putting on the fourth line right now. Sabres still have Rasmus Dahlin, the former number one pick. Um, Victor Olofsson's great. Rasmus Ristolainen, he's had a rough year just because of the COVID situation. But, you know, this this team still has a lot of talent. And when a team like that has nothing to play for, that's honestly when they're most dangerous. Chris Tang said that quote um, today. You know, they're, they're playing for pride at this point. They're playing to knock other teams out with them. The Sabres have no chance of making the playoffs. There was a stat today, I think, from Adam Gretz. Um, from teams that I think have played the Sabres in the division almost. I think it was between the Islanders, Capitals, and the Flyers. Um, three teams, of course, that the Penguins are in direct competition with. They are 14-1-1 and against Buffalo this year. Um, the reason why the Islanders are in first place, they're 6-0 against the Sabres. You take those six games away, and if they hadn't played the Sabres yet, the Islanders will be on the outside looking in for this year's playoff picture. So, yeah, that, that is just how much Buffalo is affecting it right now. And we'll see if the Penguins can have their fun with them. Um, I think Jonas Johansson is going to start for the Sabres on Thursday. Like I said, obviously no Jack Eichel. Um, but, you know, Taylor Hall can strike at any point. Sam Reinhardt, Victor Olofsson. They still have Rasmus Dahlin. Um, I know they're a very fragile group right now. Ralph Kruger can't do anything right with them. Kevin Adams is basically being told his team is a disgrace for Mike Harrington. Um, what a press conference that was. If you guys want to go back and watch a bombshell of a press conference, just listen to what Mike Harrington said, um, who covers the team to Adams as general manager. I mean, he, he can't even say anything back to him just because he knows um, that it's true. But big two games set if the Penguins win both of them in regulation. Um, that'll be six out of seven, and that'll be four more crucial points um, as the Penguins will welcome Boston um, to BPG Paints Arena um, next week. Um, coming up in the next segment, I have more thoughts on last night's game, stuff that I didn't get to talk about on Tuesday night's episode with Nick. But before we do that, it is time to talk about Bet Online. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up for. You can head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So just some over other thoughts about the game. On Tuesday, um, I, 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 mean, I keep talking about Brian Dumoulin and his level ever since coming back has just been so great. Um, what's it been now? Three games, something like that. But just his skating is the best I've seen it in three years. He's the perfect complement um, to Chris Letang. I don't think uh, many Penguins fans understand just how um, vital he is to the team and vital he is um, to you know Chris Letang's overall game. You know he, he's the one that can get back when Letang makes a mistake with his pinches or you know like just a bad play in the offensive zone and there's an odd man rush going the other way or you know there's only a forward back or something. Dumoulin can get back there and disrupt the play with his long reach and great skating ability and he just he let he can let Letang be Letang and do his things in the offensive zone while being that steady presence back there to back him up. You know, P.O. Joseph obviously wasn't that player on the top pairing. You can't ask Marcus Pedersen to be the same player Brian Dumoulin is. Um, there's just, there aren't many players in the league that do what Brian Dumoulin does at that level um, on a top pairing next to um, a top 10 defenseman overall. 
And, you know, just think Penguins fans should be lucky that he's still on this team. I mean, if the Penguins were thinking of retooling the team this summer, if they flame out and don't make the playoffs, he, he would be, I think, a prime candidate to be traded because they could probably easily get a first-round pick plus a prospect for him. Um, definitely probably not going to happen, though. Uh, but just he's been a rock ever since coming back. He's been uh, very beneficial on the penalty kill so far. Um, and just even strength, too. I think he had a couple really good looks on Tuesday night against the Rangers. Um, one of them, I think, I think almost hit the post, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't score that often. I'd love to see more offense in his game, but I think this is basically where you're going to get from doing at this point. Steady defense, great on the PK, can contribute in the offensive zone with some playmaking ability, but he's not going to have, you know, like eight to 10 goals a season for a defenseman. You know, he's not going to be like Chris Tang where he scores like, you know, 10 to 15 every year. That's just not who he is at this point. Um, but still, he's been a rock ever since coming back. Um, in other injury updates, Jared McCann, still day-to-day. He's on IR. Mark Friedman was back at practice today. Um, looks, John Marino was also absent from practice, but it was just a maintenance day. He'll be good to go against the Sabres on Thursday. So the team is mostly healthy, you know, except for Jason Zucker, who's out longer term, and Jeremy McCann, who has to be out until at least Sunday. But the schedule also opens up for the Penguins moving forward. You know, I have it right here. Um, they have Obviously, they have Buffalo for these next two games, and they have Boston next week on a back-to-back. Then I believe they had New Jersey um, for two games in New Jersey. Then they come home to play New Jersey. Then Buffalo comes to town. Then they get the Islanders two more times um, to close out March. And, you know, those two games are going to be crucial. You know, they're 4-2 against the Islanders. Those two Islanders games that they have left are at PPG Paints Arena. If they can do what they did the Islanders um, basically at the end of February, you know, if they can sweep that couple of series, you know, those are four big points that we could look at at the the end of the season and be like, well, you know, that's where the Penguins secured their playoff berth. Right there. Um, other thoughts. Mike, Mike Matheson, I thought was better last night. You know, you really weren't noticing him in a lot in the defensive zone. That's good. Cody CC continues to be awesome. I think at some point last night, his expected goals swell percentage was like a hundred percent. Overall, um, for the expected goals for percentage this year, uh, I'm just going to find this real quick. Every Penguin pairing that has played. Of at least like seven games is like over 51%. Um, the Matheson CC pairing in 13 games has a 70.7% uh, percent expected goals for percentage. I have no idea how that is happening, but you know, I'm guessing I'm going to um, give Cody CC most of the credit on that. CC really doing seven games, 66.7% of the expected goals for. Dumoulin the Tang in 10 games, 55.1%. And then Pedersen Marino at a little bit of a low 51 0.9%. So um, it is absolutely hilarious that the Matheson CC pairing is at 70.7% for the expected goals um, in 13 games. So, you know, if they can continue at that level, uh, the Penguins are going to win a lot of games. Uh, well, you know, they're going to keep winning games, I guess is what I should be saying. Tristan Jari, again, like I said last night, he was outstanding. He's 8 and 3 in his last 11 games, 932 save percentage. Um, he continues to keep playing like this. You know, we're not going to be talking about the goaltending for the rest of the season. I will say this also. Mark Jankowski last night was probably his best game since that opener against Philadelphia. He was actually getting some good, high-quality scoring chances. He just hasn't been converting. I thought his game against the Rangers before that was good, too. Um, I think he had a couple good chances that game. He, the puck is just not going in right now for him. But also, I mean, he's just not been good overall for the Penguins this year anyway. But still, I liked his game on Tuesday. For what it's worth, you know, low bar to cross, obviously, but I thought he was fine. Anthony Angelo, I thought was okay, um, but the Penguins' fourth line is never going to wow you with the um, with the personnel that they have down there right now, especially with two um, really good forwards that are out. 
But I think that's it for my other takeaways from that game. Just a huge win. They're now 5-1 against the Rangers. Eight-point cushion over them. And the Penguins are now third place. You know, the Bruins have two games in hand on them. But the Penguins right now are playing their best hockey of the season. And we'll see if that can continue on Thursday against the Sabres. I will have another episode after that game, the recap episode, where we'll go all into that game. And then Friday, I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about on that episode yet, but I'll be thinking about that tomorrow. So thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and I will talk to you all after the game on Thursday.